Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Pals Pulls for 2023. Uh, the gang all made it. We got Kale. What's up, hot dogs? Marco. What's good? Tyler. Um, hi. Hello. I appreciate that you did the emo hair flip right before you said hello, giving you a major I couldn't tell you wire. if I did that or not. It is so oh. built into just my natural body movements that I couldn't tell you. I once killed a fly, though. I did one of these, and I hit a fly and killed it. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, so I yes, bet. I peaked nice. at that moment. I peaked. I wouldn't wow. want to be hit that thing. Well, I can't. Uh, I'm the only member of this podcast who can't move their hair. Uh, I'm Sean, and uh, we've got some uh, we've got some good books on tap for you today. Uh, if you're watching us live, do say hello. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We've got Scarlet Witch, number one, uh, easily my most anticipated book on this uh, stack, just because of a special someone um, who makes their comic book debut. Yeah, the didn't uh, X- there, Sean. <laughs> no, uh, X Men Red, number ten. Batman 131 and the listener pick, the first listener pick of the year, uh, Purgatory Must Die. Now, the listener picks in 2022 were all Sean's favorites. Yes. Yes. Did they they fuck it up this time? We'll see. We'll see. How how are we starting 2023? I think we all know. Uh, (laughs) let's, uh, let's, let's, Let's let you guys know how you can find us. And support us all over the net. If you want to watch this show live, you can do so at Twitch and at YouTube uh, every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. The main show Saturdays at 10.15 a.m. Eastern, uh, where we're talking about all the news and things that are happening in the industry. Comics, movies, all that jazz. Um, Patreon.com slash the Comics Pals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support your boys. And you get access to some pretty cool content like... Our exclusive show over there, palling around. Uh, you guys know the spiel already. Uh, I want to talk comics. Let's get into it. Scarlet Witch number one, Steve Orlando, uh, Sarah Pacelli. Right off the bat, I mean, seeing Pacelli's name on a book is cause for excitement. Mm, uh, especially one that's not Spider-Man. Yo, sure, yeah. the last time I saw Pacelli was in that bootleg nepotism spider-man comic oh uh, <laughs> spider-man nepo baby yeah yeah, yeah. uh elisabetta diamico on uh inks ink ink assistant okay uh matthew wilson on colors and Corey pettit on letters so look steve orlando is a writer that is is a writer a writer that is competent Steve Orlando's a hand. Steve Orlando is a writer that you can put on any book. And you can pretty much guarantee it a certain <laughs> a certain <laughs> level of, you know, solidness. But I don't think it ever goes beyond that solidness. Um Scarlet Witch is a character that I can't think of a time ever had like a really uh successful strong solo book. Um I can't think of it. And mm-hmm. for me, this was not the start of what I would consider to be that. Um, hmm. okay. yeah. I would agree that 
this does not seem to be a strong start necessarily. Um, art aside, because the art was great. Um, but not only have Steve Orlando's books not hit for me, and I've only read maybe two or three. I'm reminded of the uh, Martian Manhunter one, some of the stuff we've done for the show as well. But this wasn't going to, this one didn't change my opinion of him as a writer. Mm. And I'm always interested in reading him because I think he's competent, but I need more and this wasn't it. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed by the trajectory of this book and like how this first issue played out as well. It, it felt very run of the mill kind of uh, not engaging, to, not, not as engaging as I feel a number one could be or should be. Let me let me set the table real quick. So Scarlet Witch, this is coming off Trial of Magneto and all that good stuff uh, that wasn't so good. And now she is a shop owner. Think, you know, think the shop that Giles owned and Buffy think, you know, just a, ma- a magic shop. And she's using it as a way of basically bringing in people who need help to help them. Um, magic help. People who need magic kind of help. And, you know, she's got Darcy there. Quicksilver drops by for a minute. And uh, then she has to go help somebody. And intertwined with that, of course, is the Scarlet Witch, you know, staple. Um, She has to atone. She has to do penance for all her misdeeds and all that kind of stuff. She beats the villain, saves the day, all's well. That's the book. Cool. Wrap it up. I am... So, was it, it was last week when we talked about this in our palace polls, where I said like I'm not big, I'm not the biggest Orlando fan, um, and if he did a kaiju in this, I'd be out. Um, <laughs> Kale, because Kale's on a, a British people time, he messaged me and I saw it when I woke up. He's like, "Oh, page two <laughs> kaiju." I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> Fucking four panels in. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. But what Kale neglected to mention was. The Pacelli art helped helped me like it. Um, honestly, mm-hmm. I'm in for issue two on this one. I didn't dislike this book. I thought no. it was solid. Um, yeah. Nothing fancy. Um, and I think it kind of gets a couple of things out of the way that I think we needed to get out of the way. You need to get out of the way where Scarlet Witch is, you know, currently. You need to give her a supporting cast. If she has a solo book, she does not work solo, really. Mm-hmm. Um, she needs to have a cast around her, which they established. Um, they establish um, a MO for the book. You know, it's a literal monster of the week. It's very Buffy. Uh, monster of the week, um, using all these classic magical characters in the Marvel Universe, which there's hundreds of that have never been used outside of their own first appearance. So it is a, a wealth of stuff to take from. Um, and it gets rid of, the, it, it like cements her as like, hey, I know what happened in the past. I've accepted that. Like they had that moment here, which I don't think we really need to bring it up too much going forward. So I think as a first issue, I thought it was pretty solid. I got to say, um, I thought the Pacelli art was different. Um, I got to admit Pacelli stuff. Is it good? Yes. It's always the same though. Like it's always good, but it's never really evolving. If that makes sense. Um, mm. The way it was, uh, uh, it was a little scratchier, a little dirtier at some points here. Mm. Um, I think like, it's like a grain to it. Yeah, yeah. It almost looked like pencil grain. You can see it early on. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because it's uh, of the the anchor, uh, Elisabetta D'Amico, um, who inked her on Spider-Man 2. So I don't remember it being there. So I don't know if it's that or if it's a choice. Um, so like Kaiju aside, I was I thought it was fine. I'm a big uh, one and done kind of uh, issue by issue person. You know, Ghost Rider is kind of doing that currently, which is like one of my favorite books of last year. Um like silver coin like i like these like things that can play with the issue by issue format um and i'm hoping that's where they go here's the thing with steve orlando though is there's a lot of times where i'm like oh i really dig this first issue and then issue two i'm out so we'll see we'll see but for me it was a it was a solid start yeah yeah i i'm with you i um i was surprised at how much fun i had with this um when, when you sent me that image did you finish the book and then send it to me or you send it to me as you got to it? No, of course, as I got to it. Okay. Right. <laughs> if I can ruin this for Tyler, I absolutely have to. <laughs> um, I, I'm iffy on the Scarlet Witch. I think that her, her character, you know, making her, forcing her to atone for everything in the that's wrong in the marvel universe you know uh in every single appearance she she has is uh uh tired and when i got to that part of this i i had a minute where i was like all right here we fucking go but my hope is that now like tyler said now that we've dealt with this we can get behind wanda you know, we can see who she is. Pause. And how would that be? Pause. He said, "Get behind Wanda." I was—I thought somebody was gonna. Never mind. Never mind, guys. Kale, oh, go ahead. Good stuff. The New Yorker came out. Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen, come on. That booty ain't that great. Oh, my God. Um, oh you said pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Go on. Um, uh, 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 hopefully, we can see who she is, even past the MCU now. You know, people know who she is. She has legitimate fans now. You know, it would be cool to get to spend time with a, you know, a modern Scarlet Witch. Um, the, yeah. Uh, the the thing for me, uh, though, is that Steve Orlando writes the way people don't talk. <laughs> And boy, that the conversation specifically between her and Quicksilver was annoying. I'll give you that. Yeah. Everything else, I was like, okay, I'm I'm kind of into this, but all of that was just like, what? I found Quicksilver to be annoying in this, and then part of me yeah. is like, well, it's Quicksilver. I guess that's the point. Um. But he was a little rough. And he wanted to get, uh, what was he getting? Sterilization formula? Yeah. yeah. That was like, where did did that even come from? I think he was just, you know, holding something and then she made it a point to point out what it was. And and if this weren't a comic and this was in person or in a movie as a joke, he probably would have like dropped it like, ah, you know, it was just that. Is that like the magic shop equivalent of like boner pills from the gas station? Yeah. Yeah. He probably has a lot of the same energy Marco shirt has. Hey, wow, Tyler. Good way to pull it in. 
That's a major <laughs> throwback. Ty, uh, Marco's wearing a shirt that says Big Calm Energy. Uh, it is a throwback to two years ago from a stream we did. It's very obscure. Um, I agree with everything that you guys said about the book. I think the problem for me is that it's not ambitious enough. Yeah. Um, it it seems comfortable with just being a run of the mill capes and tights tail with magic in it. And I don't know if that's what will sell a Scarlet Witch book long term. And I don't know if that's what's going to advance the character in a way that's interesting long term. Personally, I'm of the mind that not everybody needs a solo book. Um, and if you're going to yeah. do it for a character who not is a non-traditional like solo book character, you have to have a hot idea. Like compare this to Vision, you know, the Visions book. Mm. Um does a vision book sell cop comics? No, obviously not. Or vision would have a series every year. The reason why that doesn't happen is because no one's looking for vision, but Tom King had a vision and executed it in such a way that it's one of the most celebrated modern big two books. That's what this needed to be. And that's what this is not. And that's why I'm not buying this book going. F um, the only thing that could keep me here is Darcy and, uh, not it's even not the, enough. The, the tease of the vision at the end didn't do anything for you? That I really liked. Um, I did like that tease, but it's like I already know that this is never going to elevate. This is never going to get mm. to a place where it's like, yeah, I really need to spend $4 on this I think month. a good and, – and again, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think we're on the same plane. I just said we're, we're both tipped over to the other edge. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I think a good indication of that lack of ambition is the the way they they name the magic shop in this. The magic shop is called the Emporium. All right, you had a cool magic shop that you made up, and you're gonna just give it a generic name like that. Like, there should be some ambition there with naming it something, you know? What's the name of Doctor Strange's magic bar? The sink uh, is not the Sanctum Sanctorum. He has a magic bar. Well, the, all the magic people hang out. At a, a bar. bar with no name, is that you it? Know, that's the villains. That's the yeah. yeah. Oh, and also my least favorite spot in Marvel Snap. <laughs> the bar with no doors. Oh, Sean! One one thing that got me in this was uh, when Scarlet Witch uh sends the monster to Monster Island. I'm like, yo, she just used her her Marvel Snap spell. Like, so I was funny. like, right. <laughs> how did um how did you like the setting of the magic shop? Because I thought it 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 to to your point, Sean. It didn't feel big. Like, this isn't where I envision Scarlet Witch, one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe, to now just be hanging out with Darcy. And they don't – do they explain why Darcy's there and, like, how she got there? They're, they she's, just a, she's just a person, yeah. Oh, okay. She, she came through the door, uh, but – yeah. so she is there for a reason, but she doesn't want to talk about it. Right, right, okay. It, it's not um... – She's not the MCU's Darcy Lewis, you know what I'm saying? So like this she's gonna have her own, you know, story and continuity here that I guess will unfold. Okay. How many issues in until uh, Jane Jane Foster walks through that door? Three. I could see that. Just so they can force that interaction there. Seven. Five. All odds. So I guess pass or pull. Yeah. Um 
I'm going to pass. Okay. Yeah, I'm passing. I'm pulling. I liked it enough to pull. You guys yeah. are starting off the year pulling. Okay. Understood. You got to start strong. Always got to get that stamina going. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Flo Dameron, I have read nothing this week and look forward to you guys spoiling everything. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I feel you. Um, to be <laughs> honest, there's nothing in this list that's like so spoilerable even. Um, I feel like in a lot of these books, not a ton happened. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it just is what it is. Like the first week or so of the new year is always kind of like, eh, uh, for the big two at least. But all right, that's Scarlet Witch out of the way. Let's stay with Marvel. Uh, let's stay with Red. Let's go to X-Men Red, number 10. Um, we haven't read an issue of X-Men Red for the show in a while. Uh, I thought that, because I, I didn't read the last couple, I thought this was going to be the start of a new arc, and it's nope. not really, but it, it it's more like the closing out of some uh, storylines and you know some 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 pretty major advancements, I guess. Uh, let me get through the creative team. So, of course, uh, Al Ewing, who's been doing tremendous work on this book uh, the entire time. Uh, we also have Stefano Caselli and Jacopo Camagni. Uh, they shared art uh, responsibilities here with Federico Blee on colors and uh, Ariana Mayer on letters and production. Um, this is this is like. You can feel the energy of this issue is very much a resolving one. It's even called Endgame. Mm -hmm. uh, it kicks off with Storm uh, fighting Vulcan, which is awesome. Just so cool. Um, we get some advancements with Abigail Brand and Cable and a lot of stuff like that. So I I really, I, I thought this issue was fantastic. I love X-Men Red. It was fun. So, I, I haven't kept up with it, so... To get thrown back in, I was kind of disoriented. But once you settle into the story, I think it works really well. The uh, even though I'm not like sure what people's end goals are here necessarily, just seeing it play out, uh, I think Al does a really good job of expressing what everybody's trying to gain and where all of the, uh, I guess, the the crossovers with each of these storylines unfold. Uh, it was fun. It was, a, it was a good read. One of those you kind of just like breeze through and you're like, I had a good time. So I actually read six through 10 today to catch up because I realized Damn. I was behind. I caught up with Batman too. I read another five issues of Batman to catch up. Um, I'm using this as an excuse to catch up on my weekly stuff. Um, but somehow uh, after the Judgment Day tie and stuff, X-Men Red turned into a sequel to War of Kings all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> which... I am perfectly fine with. I mean, yeah, throw War some humans in here. I, I maybe like it a little more. But uh, I love cosmic space Marvel. Um, and I know when we, we talked to Al Ewing about it, he kind of, you know, he liked, he, he, he admitted to liking that side of Marvel, and that's something he wanted to touch upon, which is why he brought in Nova to, to this. Um, and I, I'm digging this, man. It's, it's just, it's a full ensemble cast that's really like, nobody stands out more than the other. Like everyone kind of has like like uh, uh, a sunspot has a lot of cool freaking moments in this. Um, there's uh, the Shi'ar in it, you know. There's a continuation of like what started in like what was it, uh, Mister and Mrs. X with uh, Lalandra and Xavier's daughter, 
you know, like her being in power is like the, the ramification of that are in this, the ramifications of um, what's that event you guys didn't like? The space one with the scrolls. Empire. Yeah. 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 There's ramifications from empire in this. There's a lot of like big Marvel space shit that's kind of coming together in this. Um, and it's even bringing back like Vulcans in this. There's like, this is literally emperor Vulcan coming back to reclaim his throne. And uh, it's like, how does, how does everyone kind of deal with that? I, I was digging this man. Stefano Caselli is one of my favorite artists um, ever since Avengers initiative and secret, uh, secret warriors. Like I've been a fan of his. So anytime he's on a book, like that's, that's a get for me. Um, and then throughout Ewing in this, and Space Marvel and X-Men, uh, it, this is this is a a recipe that will sell me every single time. Hmm. I uh, I had no idea what was happening here. Um, but <laughs> this is the type of issue, and it's done so well that I like I was lost, but I wasn't uncomfortable. And mm. this is the type. This is. Al, Al does such a good job here that this feels uh, like the type of issue that I could pick up and just keep going. Yep. Yeah. Felt that way exactly. One of the, the impressive things I feel that Al is doing in this is that he's creating new characters. You know, like mm. all these Araco people, like the Kingfisher and like Lo Lotus Loctus or something like that. Like mm -hmm. they're really mm -hmm. weird designs. They're all new and I'm liking them. I'm like, oh, these are cool. I'm remembering their names, which hello, nice house on the lake. Uh couldn't do that with 12 issues. <laughs> um but it's impressive. You don't really see that in superhero books anymore. Um, which I really like. Like I can honestly like not to bring back to Marvel Snap, I've been playing a lot, but like I can see some of these characters being cards in that. Like they're they're recognizable enough um that it could work, you know, like uh, it's it's cool seeing that stuff. Even like Wrong Slide, which like the idea of Rock Slide being this weird amalgamation of himself that has new memories, it's like I didn't like that on, on the face of it. Uh, but he maybe like Wrong Slide too, which is pretty big. Yeah, I think um, Al Ewing has taken a lot of wayward characters. Mm -hmm. Frankly, a lot of characters who were not serviced particularly well uh, throughout the Krakoan era. Um, even under Hickman, you know, Storm had a big one big moment in house and powers. And then other than that was a ghost here. She's essentially the main character. Uh, you got wrong slide who, you know, they, they jobbed out rock slide, turned him into wrong slide. And then he was gone. And now he's here and he's, you know, a character that matters Vulcan. I don't think they had any idea what to do with Vulcan. No. Um, and now he's, you know, he was just like a primary antagonist. And I know you guys uh, haven't been reading X-Men red, but like, the buildup to him becoming was a lot of fun to read through uh, mm. going from like Tyler. I think you, you, you've been keeping up. So like yeah. when he gets like kicked out of the bar or whatever, and like mm -hmm. all that stuff that all that stuff that goes on, like there was a, a an interesting buildup. X-Men red is definitely for my money, the best X-Men book on the stands right now. Um, because it understands its characters so well. And I think Al Ewing is just, he's just a phenomenal creator. He really is. Um, mm. Look at the fight with Vulcan and Storm. You know, it's, it's not about the flashing of their powers. 
It's actually it's actually about the opposite. And Vulcan trying to make it about that is why he loses. And I, I love that because it's intricate. It's more than just, hey, we can do big explosions. And Al Ewing has proven that he can go several levels levels deeper than that, which is why Immortal Hulk was such a big success. That's why everything mm-hmm. he's doing mm-hmm. is so good mm-hmm. right now. Vulcan is another Summers, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. It's good to see Storm getting back to her roots and kicking the Summers' asses. <laughs> You're <laughs> damn right. The, there's a good beat in the previous issue where uh, Vulcan's like in the egg uh, about to be born and like Havoc and Scott are, are there and they're like debating whether or not they should even do that. Um, and then Havoc yes. says something along the lines of like, well, when, when Gene lets you out, what do you do? And Scott's like, uh, no, usually Emma's the one who revives me. And I was like, oh, boy, oh, oh. there we go. <laughs> oh, no, Damn, Flo says uh, Empire was the first and last Marvel event, event that they read after getting back into collecting. So you're saying that you read Empire and said, you know what, I'm done with events. <laughs> I hope that's not the case because Empire is not a representation of what events are like. I think if you want to read something that's several cuts above, Devil's Reign is a great one. Uh, if you want to, it's it's also current. Um, in the sense that it just resolved. So um, that's a really good one. I don't like this event as much as I like a lot of others, but Judgment Day is far better than Empire. Um, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Don't give Empire up. is a very niche event, I think. I think I enjoyed it because it spoke to my niche likes, which was like Cosmic Marvel or Space Marvel. I think Al made a mm. distinction between Cosmic and Space Marvel, but um, it spoke to that for me. So. Each their own. Indeed. Uh, I'm going to say pull. Obviously, I'm very excited to continue with this. Um, the art, the art, by the way, also fantastic. Uh, I've been on Caselli, like Tyler said, since Secret Warriors. There's just it's just phenomenal. What do we think of the, the cliffhanger? Who knows? It was unexpected. I'll tell you that. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And I'm then once sick I saw and it, tired like, of this. No, guy. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I definitely was like, fucking come on. And then I went, well, I'm surprised you got me there. (laughs) I I read that and I was like, wait, okay, so what? Yeah. You know, like, go ahead. I would say, like, like, my big question was, like, how does this tie in? And then I'm like, oh, that's right. There's an event coming up. I, I, like, I don't, I so don't care about this character anymore like i just i just don't i don't i don't and he's everywhere every fucking x-men book i pick up he's just there he is in every x-men book i can confirm uh god exterminators if you want reprieve from that character read exterminators yeah well that's been good or if you want to be called baby read exterminators do you guys want to read x-men red like i i we never do because we wanted to limit the amount of ongoing books we were following but like if you guys want to hear us talk about x-men red or if you the pals want to continue to read it we definitely can i love it if it means we can stop reading immortal x-men yeah i'm absolutely down <laughs> definitely <laughs> doesn't mean that <laughs> then forget it i i say i say yes in, up until we get past sinister i feel like stuff's gonna keep the, hey, hey, the x world is just gonna i think this is the last issue <laughs> We're of getting, X-Men uh, Red? We're getting Brother, Brotherhood of Mutants is the new Oh, I'm down. event book. 
And then we don't know what's coming after it. We know Al Ewing's writing X-Men. And he's continuing this story, but we don't know what it's called. So Wait, what are you talking about? Where did you learn this from? It's like um the the Days of Sinister is going to be a stopgap. We're stopping a lot of series, including X-Men Red, which becomes Storm and the Brotherhood, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um but we don't we don't have solicits yet for past that, so Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. So it's just like uh, X Lives and X Deaths. They, yeah, they exactly. pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do their pause, which for some reason, the X the X office is the only office that has to do this. They pause in January slash February, and then they either reboot or continue in whenever it's over. So whether it'll be this, whatever it's going to be, the iteration of this book sure that comes will be next. doing something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Ale- Alexander Bruno in uh, YouTube says, Yes to Exterminators and X-Men Red. Those are two favorite X-Men books right now. Hey, I mean, that's, those are my two favorite. Good taste. There you go. I think those are the best. Um, I, I do. New Mutants is good, too. Immortal is not a bad comic book by any stretch of the imagination. It's just that Sinister has become so prevalent that it's dragging. I personally believe he's dragging that book down. I, I, I really do. hampered that book. It's not Judge- a bad comic book. It's just not a good comic book. <laughs> it's not it's not the great book that it was for the first like four issues. Yeah. I think it was truly great and special. And it made so many end of the year lists. Mm. And obviously people enjoy what they enjoy, but I wonder how much of that is off the strength of how the book started. Dude, the amount of end of the year mm. list Judgment Day made was surprising to me. Yes. What? Judgment yeah. Day was so popular outside of this podcast. Yeah. I don't know why we don't like it. And everyone else does, but yeah, they have bad. People taste. were like saying yeah, best some... event in years. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody was just calling us out, and I was like, what did you read that we did? <laughs> they read the tie-ins. That's what it was. That that ad, that elevated it. I read them too. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Manny. I I completely agree. That is the the sin of sinister is bringing down the X line of books from a quality standpoint. Well, uh, our our writer of the year, uh, Chip Zdarsky, is up next on Batman. And I would dare say that Chip elevated Batman um, and uh, continues to do so with Batman 131. Uh, we have Chip Zdarsky, of course, Mike Hawthorne on pencils, Adriano de Benedetto on inks, and Tamu More on colors. This is... Uh, the start of a new arc, but mm. it certainly relies on the context of the prior arc, uh, the failsafe arc, where, you know, failsafe was this robot that was programmed by Batman to get Batman if he ever went rogue and uh, was basically unstoppable. Um, you know, it took a lot to bring failsafe down. They finally did. But he had one last gift for Batman. And he blasted him and sent him presumably, possibly into another dimension or another world or what have you. Uh, but that uh, Bruce Wayne is trapped somewhere and he's got to figure a way out of here. Um, we see a lot of characters we're familiar with in different ways, different, um, you know, they're in different situations. Catwoman, uh, two faces here. We've got a, a, quite a few characters. Uh, Jim Gordon is here in a very weird, uh, mm. a very weird way. Um, I did not put together that was Jim Gordon until you said that. Yeah, same. 
Well, he says he, he yeah, says does, Jimbo, yeah. and I'm like, who's Jimbo? Yes, but like, yeah, dude, he's yeah. got the he's got the. I know the it red sense, Sean. I know I was, it makes sense. I was questioning the mustache. I mean, why 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 was, would a skull have that? I thought it was like <laughs> por- I thought it was porno director Bones is what I thought it was. <laughs> well, on the on the cover, I thought it was director Bones. Yeah. But then when I saw him, I'm like, oh shoot, okay, that's that's weird. But he's not real, and that's it's kind of like the. Um, oh, he's not. That might, okay, I don't think he is. I, yeah, I didn't get that. That I think he is though, because he sits. In the you front think he's seat. real? He gets. He sits in the front seat of the Batmobile, and the other person sits in the back seat. But he yeah, can. He's... He can read Batman. He knows what he knows. Bruce's thoughts. So how's he doing that? True. I don't know. This I, I figured he was back. telepathic somehow. Ah. I don't know. Oh, no, uh, J- Gordon sits in the front only because uh, Batman's uh, stretched out on the back trying to like knock out. They got NASCAR in this? <laughs> you said what? Jeff Gordon, so I had to. Did I say Jeff Gordon? Yeah, you said Jeff Gordon. He appears everywhere. He just, he just <laughs> peers anywhere. I like yeah. him. I think he rules. He was cool. He was cool. It, it, just, it just took me aback a bit. Um, this was a weird world. This was a, a weird, uh, topsy turvy world for Bruce to be in. He he says at some point this was a gift from Failsafe, a Gotham that needed saving. My question is, does regular old Gotham not need saving? They've got Nightwing now. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Is this our first new world post Dark Crisis? Like, is this like a new multiversal world that we've never seen before? Because technically, previous to this. We have had, we've known every 52 world, right? In multiversity? Yes, oh, so. We're known yeah. quantities. It could be. I mean, we. I guess we don't really know because they don't identify it. But aren't we in a situation, first of all, this could also just be happening in Bruce's mind. There's no, mm-hmm. like, I'm not 100% sure that Bruce is not just somewhere, you know, out cold. Obviously, failsafe did something to him, but I don't think that he necessarily has to have been transported to another world. But yeah, Com- Comic Boom makes say- a good point in the in the YouTube chat. Like it's this is Toy Man's weapon, so who knows what it actually does? You know, sure, right. So, um, but even yeah, like even taking what you said at face value, if this really were to be another world, um, aren't we? Are isn't the isn't the table set for that? Isn't that possible based on uh, death metal? Even yeah. We, we now we're be. back in. Now we're back in the realms where it is infinite again. Yeah. Right. See that oh, right. That's but see this book is suffering from uh, miscommunication because to your point, you're talking about post dark crisis on infinite earths. This yeah. book is supposed to have taken place before that, according to Chip Zdarsky and the editor's notes. I believe, at the beginning of the run. But since then, DC has said that this book takes place after. Because if you read Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, it alludes to this having happened already, whereas it was supposed Uh, to be before. hmm. So, who knows is the answer. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I'm I'm lost just like Batman. (laughs) Ultimately, though, it, it, it likely doesn't matter. Um, what does matter is that I really enjoyed this. Yeah. This this felt like um, Rucka 
era Batman to me, mm. um, which is probably one of my favorite eras, you know, outside of the obvious. But um, I it was fun. Like he throws you in a world. Batman takes care of it. Um, you're you're in his mind, and then there's something else going on, and Batman's got to figure it out. Like it just it, it's a recipe for good Batman. It's also interesting to be reading a Batman book that's not so heavily uh, serialized. Maybe that might not be the right term, but like. For the last few major Batman runs, every issue has been there's been such a big overarching storyline that's been unfolding. Whereas comparatively, this feels smaller scale. Like Batman's in a new mm. world, maybe, and stuff like that. But you could pick this up and not have read the last arc, and it's really fine. Mm-hmm. Um, like it doesn't feel as heavily yeah. connected as I'm used to with Batman. I'm, that's not a complaint, it's actually kind of refreshing. I think mm. I get what you mean. Is like previously we'd always know what the next you know Bat Family event was. You're like, all right, it's going to be leading up to Joker War. It's going to be leading up yeah. to right, yes, uh, yeah. Future State. You know, like there's always something we know is coming, and it's got to tie into that. Right. Um, yeah, well, I get it. Even even Tom King's run, you know, the whole time it was like there's this big plot that's unfolding, and you don't really know what it is. Grant had the same thing, so this seems smaller scale in comparison, which I'm here for. Personally, I enjoyed the backup more than I enjoyed the main story. The backup was quite good too. I thought yeah. the uh, Miguel Mondonga yeah. art on the on the backup with the the Tim Drake and, and, and Dick Grayson stuff was phenomenal. Um, nothing against Mike Hawthorne. I like Mike Hawthorne as a as a penciler, but I thought the mm. Mondonga art was really good. Um, and seeing you know Tim, Tim is always like the very analytical one. Um, try to like he's kind of struggling with with this. Um, I thought that was great. Mm, uh, I sort of had issues with that because that uh, is where Tim is all the time. Well, Batman's gone. He's dead. I got it. But it's me. I got to find him. I'm the only one that can. Mm. Yeah. That was his exact same vibe after RIP, which I I was thinking about heavily. Yeah. But to be honest, if you're going to fault Chip for anything, and this is a matter of opinion, um, you know, it feels as though he's been leaning heavily on Grant's uh, run. And this is an extension of that down to how the Bat family is handing, handling Batman's absence. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. Um, it's, but, it's working. I'm yeah. Just that that particular facet of uh, the this portrayal of Tim Drake is a little uh, grindy for me. Mm. Uh yeah, I'm 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 really appreciating the art. Yeah, art's real good uh, on both the the backup as well. Um, I think I'm kind of just down on Batman. I, I I I read through this and it didn't stir anything in me necessarily. And um, I'm thinking back to because I read the at least the first volume of some of the Grant Batman stuff, and that was awesome and uh, that was part of the the comics tag stuff that we were doing for the show itself and uh, i love that and i see some of the influences there but i don't think it's being executed in the same way and now i've set my own expectation for this series on the back of that unfortunately uh so it's not living up to that i think i just need to retemper some of it but um yeah this was this was fine it 
I made it through to the end. I want to know what Chip's big idea is, or it does does he have one? Is there a big idea behind his Batman run? Something he's trying to say or accomplish with the character? Because I I I assume Chip's going to be here for a while. So if that's the case, are we going to continue to get, you know, interconnected stories, but not no through line type of thing? Or is there a larger narrative at play? That's what I'm curious about. We'll find out. Yeah, uh, I would. And then, I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I would kind of be surprised if he had a a big, big arc plan. Hmm. Not, not, not wholly surprised. That is his job. Uh, but like this, this uniquely feels like you know, like you were saying, it uniquely feels arc by arc in yeah. a way of like you know, these are the adventures of Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't had that in a while. Yeah, I'm cool with a smaller scale thing. Yeah. Last question. Um, is there a villain you want to see touched on or are you down for like just I mean just like he created failsafe is there a villain you want to see chip tackle oh pregnant joker mm. what <laughs> we're not talking about that book this week uh, I think there was there was the, the the joker the Williamson joker book uh the issue this week dealt with uh the joker becoming pregnant okay. just look on Twitter the discourse is there yeah y'all haven't heard that Nope. No. Nope. I'm off Twitter and I heard that. <laughs> it's like that's like a jump the shark moment. <laughs> uh to, to answer your question, John, I think I want him to tackle more kind of on the ground type villains. So I was thinking Victor Zaz, Professor Pig. Uh I want somebody to do something with Hush because nobody's touched those characters for a little while and having that and having Batman solve that mystery or that murder or whatever it may be that for me grounds him a lot and i like that puts him in the streets i would love for somebody to tackle the pink flamingo and make that i know that's mm. leaning on grants run some more but someone to make that character cool you know what let's let, not cool yeah let's let chip delve into morrison's rogues give me sure. some more professor pig while yeah. you're at it yeah. black hand you know don't even can black or you mean you mean wait black hand black or black glove who are you referring is it to? black glove the black the glove. black glove like the hurt thomas group? hurt or whatever yes okay yeah. yeah black glove yeah all right oh don't even talk to me about that tyler i i wouldn't even be able to handle that uh i want to see black mask i love Ooh. black mask Good. and i think I can't think of a of a Batman run that's happened since I started reading comics in which Black Mask was featured. So the only Black Mask thing that I know about is War Games way 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 back. I like how none of us picked like a big rogue from his gallery. It's all smaller. It's been done. Yeah, that's my, fair. my gut is always to go Scarecrow, but he was just a big, big player in uh, in Future State or whatever. Uh, right. Stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be on ice for a little while. 
hey, we could always just do Joker again. Ha ha ha. Oh, that'd be great. Um, Whoa. <laughs> uh, Target Talk. Yeah, I mean, Target Talk says um, the idea is that Failsafe was programmed by Zernar Batman, and the punishment inflicted is sending Batman to an Earth that doesn't have a Batman to reinforce how important Batman is. So the lesson that Failsafe's trying to teach Bruce is to be Batman because Batman is necessary. That's, I guess that's what you're saying. I'm into that. I think that's cool. That's not necessarily long-term. I could see that resolving past this arc. Um, it's a weird less. It, I guess my only thing with that is that I'm just confused because Bruce didn't kill anybody. <laughs> like Batman legitimately killed no one. So all this stuff the failsafe is doing if the lesson on Chip's part to us is, hey, we need Batman, well, yeah, no shit. We know that. Bruce knows that. That's why Bruce well, doesn't kill anybody. I, I don't think that's the – so I think this whole Chip run so far has been thematic rather than plot-driven. And I think the theme is Batman coming to terms with his uh, miscomings and his and his, his shortfalls. Um, whether it's you know the end of the previous issue where he says, oh, Failsafe wasn't prepared for Batman and Robin, coming to terms with like, oh, I need to like actually – get help or it's giving failsafe compassion or realizing like hey i was a dumb egotistical dummy during you know uh, uh tower of babel era uh dc and i made this stupid thing i'm an idiot like i think it's it's him realizing his wrongs and coming to terms with that i think well failsafe needs to do his due diligence because you take a quick investigative look like into that sorry was it this issue, no, it was like one of the previous issues where they kind of wrote that off. They were like, yeah, Alfred was trying to fix the, you know, false negatives, but he died, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they did mention that in the backup of this. Uh, yeah, Tyler, let's not even go there, okay? Um, I see the face you're making to the chat. Let's leave that to the chat. Um, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Uh, yeah, Paul. You didn't even like it. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, same, uh, same poll. Yeah, if you go by any, if you go by my experience in the six years we've been doing this podcast, it doesn't mean anything. Kel just likes some of the books that I recommend. Oh, Manny well, in the YouTube chat says Ventriloquist would be a good character to bring into. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Nah. The Ventriloquist. The Ventriloquist is probably my favorite less than B tier villain of I love the ventriloquist. In the ventriloquist and Clayface in all of comics. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yes. And Clayface probably doesn't count because Clayface is like probably B we did the whole ranking. Yeah. Well you guys did it. You fucked it up. But uh <laughs> Clayface is, I'm just kidding. Clayface yeah. is probably like B tier so he probably doesn't even count. But yeah, love the ventriloquist. Speaking of recommendations, the listeners recommended, they picked this week that we read Purgatory Must Die, number one, mm -hmm. from Dynamite Comics. Can I ask you a question, Sean? Yes. How did it feel physically by having to buy that book? <laughs> okay. Did you have to send Bean over to get it instead? Oh, uh, No, I didn't. How far down did you hide it in your stack, hoping <laughs> I, I, that they would just flip through and get the barcodes? Yeah. 
I do my dirty work myself, Tyler, number one. But number two. I, I, I would have treated it like the like when I used to work at a Barnes & Noble, there would be like the weirdos who would read the Playboy magazines, but like they would read it between another magazine. So like there was this one guy that would always read Playboy magazines, but he would like put it in between a National Geographic. And like, bro, National Geographic is a smaller form factor. I can see the Playboy you're reading still. It is That's bigger. That's funny. It's dummy. They were they were they were dumb. They were real dumb. I had to get I had to get rid of Playboys that were like shoved behind the uh, the urinals and stalls. Ooh. Yeah. I read this on the train oh, on the man. way back. Brave. And nasty. I felt oh, like nasty. I was I felt like I was watching porn on the train. <laughs> That's what I felt. like. That would have been less conspicuous. Yep. Right. <laughs> In the subway, yeah, that was. Oh, what's this guy doing? He's reading comics. Oh, that's a spicy comic. That's been fucking weird. Also, what tells me all I need to know and all you really need to know, listeners, about this comic book is that when you look at this cover, there's something missing. What's missing is the creative team. Yeah. The creative team is not on the cover of this comic book. That is some, all I, you need to know. I couldn't yeah. put my finger on it, but I knew something I was wrong, off of the cover. It's like, is it the anatomy? Is it? What is it? <laughs> That's remarkable. It is the anatomy. <laughs> uh, you, you actually have to turn to find out who worked on this book. Uh, Ray Fox is the writer. Salvatore. Ayala is the, did the colors. Uh, Alvaro Saraseca on on art. Uh, Tom Napolitano on letters. And you know, none of us here have context for any of this. Um, we don't read dynamite books. It's just not what we do. Uh, Ray Fox. All of though. this. Good writer. I don't even know Ray Fox. I mean, I know the name. I've seen the name, but I like his stuff a lot. Um, what is happening here what i guess is happening and i don't know like if this is a law it seems like it's like a long arc that's going on across multiple books but uh purgatory is this demon undead hot creature that for a thousand years has been sucking the souls of men and taking their their memories and powers from them um and now the, the gods want to unite to kill her. And they're recruiting other, you know, dynamite exclusive characters like the, uh, um, Chaos Universe. Vampirella. It's officially called. Chaos Universe? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Um, and so we have like Thor, I think, is here. I'm not sure if that's Thor, but Hermes is here. Um, you know, it's like a whole bunch of characters that are familiar. Um, and yeah, and they're all going to try to kill Purgatory. It's a recruitment issue, but it also serves to let us learn about the Purgatory character and who she is. Sean, can you open up to the page when they're uh, playing pool um, during that? I'm going to show you what made me realize that, that this was not a good book. Uh, what? Wait, wait, hold on. Are we, uh, are we all uh, hold on, Marco. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There should I'm be a look, I got it. Yeah. Page. Is, it, is this the page you're referring uh, to? Go go down to the bottom panel. Okay, look on the left hand side there. Do you see the color palette that's still in there? Yeah, I saw that too. Oh, <laughs> they left yeah. the color. The colorist left the palette in there. Oh no! Oh my god! Nope. I've never seen that before. No, ain't no editor. Like ain't, ain't no editor even looked at this book. <laughs> no, not at all. 
Wow. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I was I was curious if it was still in the uh in the print version because like sometimes digital gets you know things that mm-hmm. don't make it to mm-hmm. print. Right. Um, but yeah, no that 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 cements how I feel about this book. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's not even smart. Like it's not even a sexy book either. Like there's yeah. not like there's no there's no fucking in the book. You know like like I feel bad you had to read this on the train, Sean. Like Lilith was getting head in this comic book. No, there was just laying yeah, on her under crotch. It was yes, face, she was face forward. She look okay. So so so. Also, first when of is all, Lilith not getting head though? Let's be real. Tyler, when point. are you gonna let me finish a sentence? Listen. Show me the head. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. She's obviously just finished receiving, okay? I wouldn't. She know. just finished receiving. And then she's about to receive again from Hermes. What up, Hermes? Wait, Hermes was was going down? Yeah, you better yes. be. Come kneel before Lilith like a good god come begging. Come on, bro. That's big come energy right there. Look at Hermes. That dude don't do that. He, he, yeah, he does. Batman might not, but he does. He, and even if he doesn't, he will. <laughs> well, hold on a second. So, so we didn't like this book. I had a blast. I uh, actually oh. didn't hate it. Oh no, I kind of had a good time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was yes! Fun. God. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Tyler. Because <laughs> you know what? As stupid as all of that is. I actually really found Purgatory's voice and her whole story pretty compelling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ray Fox, homie, he, he does good work. I'm going to do you one better. Don't I think this it. might have been my pick of the week. No, yes! Second. that, Tyler. Come on, Kale. Turn this goddamn stream might be off right. right now. I think you might be right. <laughs> so excited. Matt gives us the smut and we like it. No, this was genuinely fun. I don't mean this in a bad way. Here it comes. But this is going <laughs> so to sound speak. fucked up. The art in this reminds me of the art that you would see on Kickstarters of people who send you automated Twitter DMs. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, like no, I'm not only will I not support that, I'm blocking you. Um, yeah, no, it's... I, I don't... I don't like it enough to keep going. Oh, man. But I'm not mad we read it. I'm going to keep going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you guys updated. I'm 100% buying the second issue of this. Yes, dude. Like, I want to know what happens. No question in my mind. Um, I will say to, to your point on the art, Tyler, I, I think I agree a lot of the backgrounds were empty in, in some situations. Like There's a moment where they're in the the in the alps where hermes comes to visit vampirella and they're literally sitting in an empty ass apartment mm-hmm. it, it just looks like structure but there's no actual environment there um there's moments where you just see colors in the background or poorly designed uh mountains it's it's all right like color- that, that stuff's pretty good um or rather that's also uh probably brings the the book down a bit but there are other moments where the violence and the action happens where I think the art shines, uh, and I appreciated that. I agree the art does shine because it's colored the way that <laughs> I imagine I, I colored MS Paint stuff with a gradient filter. Like, that's how I feel it's colored. <laughs> Unreal. 
How's the quality of the this. of the print, Sean? Better than DC? Um, yes. Hey. Well, it's it's mad. it's super thin, but it retains all the color and stuff that you would want. I like the cardstock. Um, it is better than DC's cardstock that they use for care about, which is how Nice House on the Lake ended up feeling like crap. The last issue there. Um, yeah, feels good. Dude, this is not my first Dynamite Rodeo. It's not mine. I, yeah. I love Red Sonia. Oh. Who wasn't in this? I So I thought her not being in this and Lady Death not being in this were kind of glaring omissions. Especially once I saw they were recruiting people. I'm like, oh, Evil Ernie's here. That fucking Evil Button's here. Um, Draculina, who is not dressed in a – barely dressed at all. Um, but – and no Lady Death, I was like, uh, that's kind of a... Wait, it was the button that was talking? The button is its own character, yeah. Oh, I thought that was just like a weird lettering. I'm like, oh, that's no, an that, error. That's the button, yeah. Oh, shit, okay, cool. Well, you know what? Fuck it, I like no, this book more oh, now. No, I'll make you like it more. Uh, from a lettering standpoint, the, the, the boom, the lightning crack at the end of the page, um, it was fine, kind of mid. Wanted more excitement. Yeah, listen, this is not like, this isn't, you know, Alan Moore. And this mm. isn't, you know, uh, 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 Greg Capullo, right? We got to temper our expectations. The listeners said, read Purgatory Must Die, okay? And I say, thank you. That's what I say. Is that three weeks, four weeks in a row now? Yeah, undefeated. Wow. Unbelievable. I like how uh, they're selling virgin variants. You see those? I mean, Excuse this me? one already. This one already is. But yeah, is that not what this yeah, is? Like with no, like uh, dressing on it, just the art, just the cover. Yeah, I'm not saying virgin variants, as in the type of people who would buy it. But oh, oh. Yeah. shot. <clears throat> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand a company that doesn't put the creative team on it's the cover. Wild. That's that is. I think I think the problem is you do understand a comic <laughs> company that doesn't put the creative team on the cover. Listen. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I'll give dynamite. I never hear that they're like not paying people. Of course, they can afford to pay people. Do you see this damn cover? That sells comic books. Did you have to like, That's make what people sure you didn't understand. buy a sticky one? Huh? Did you have to make sure yours didn't have like sticky pages? No. <laughs> Bro, this was one of the last ones they had. Oh, sold out, dude. Double, double check that then. <laughs> Don't run it under a black light. <laughs> no, nah. nah, not nah, dude. You should see. You should see what it's like in Midtown. All these guys standing right in front of all the comics, literally reading the books in the oh, store. Shit. Do they put them back? Yeah, they put them oh, back. After, of course, they stand there, read it, and then move on. Get a life. How do you have the time to sit there and do this? You know, read like, the book in the store. Scooch, right? Move over so I can get in to get my book. If you're gonna take, if you're gonna occupy space and continue mouth breathing, then fucking let me get my book. <laughs> also, Times Square Midtown, their climate control—it's always hot in there. Oh, like, yeah, it's <laughs> the worst. Yeah, because there's ass everywhere, hot, sweaty butt everywhere and on the covers in Midtown. Even mine right now, probably. I don't oh, know definitely. what's been done with this, got, but I read it and I enjoyed it. I had to. You got microscopic fecal matter on your cover. 
Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, listeners. Uh, another success. I say pull this. It's dumb fun. Uh, will you like it? I think so. I think so. If you set your expectations, if you recognize you know, what it is that you're getting yourself into, I think it's very easy to have fun with this book. And I don't think that the bar for needs to be any higher than that. If it's fun and that's what you came for and you got it, that's all that matters. I came in expecting nothing. Mm-hmm. The The writing does a lot of really good work um, in this. And if you if you will give it a chance, you'll genuinely have fun. Agreed. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually in. Uh, interested to see if this is on Comixology so we can potentially go back. I can go back to read some of this like event shit that happened. So, all right. Okay, guys, let me just let's let's just let's just tell the truth. Tyler, look, we agree the show started to say that we like this book to see your reaction. We actually hated it. Wait, really? No, no, no. (laughs) I know you guys would swerve me like that. Not really. (laughs) Sean, Marco, and I, we've been doing the show long enough that when Marco goes, you know, one of us goes, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) We didn't like this book? Fair. Sean and I know that's code. Yes, and. That's right. Oh, my God, dude. If, you, if that that was real, Sean, because you got me, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm sad all of a sudden. Well, we'll see if it's real once <laughs> if we see if Sean has issue two. That's true. That's right. We'll find out. We'll find out in February when the next one comes out. Uh, Well, that's it for the reviews this week. But the show's not done because we want to let you guys know what books we're looking forward to next week. In the last segment, we like to call Pals Pulls. Tyler, yeah, take a, it away. There's a little overlap this week. So I just want to make sure I know who who, who wants what. Um, Sean and, and, uh, oh, this is why you guys picked it. Sean and Kale picked Flash number 790. Uh, this is beginning of the one minute war. Ooh. Yes. Yes, indeed. The hotly anticipated one minute war. I've been waiting for a reason to get back into the Flash. I love the Flash. Notably, I really love the Joshua Williamson, uh, run with the character. So I, I cannot wait for this. Um, Jeremy Adams mm-hmm. uh, is my breakout writer of the year pick or creator of the year pick. So I really hope this is good because I feel like if if this is really good and it parlays into something even a little bit cool, maybe I'll win. So one weird note. So I, I usually get our images from League of Comics Geek and they sort their weekly uh, uh, list by the amount of people pulling it. Uh, Flash is number one for next week. So There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's such a strong premise. <clears throat> so the premise of this uh, Flash event is, or this storyline, is that uh, there's a, a race of aliens that have access to the Speed Force. And that means they're uh, invading Earth. So the Flash has to fight a war at his own speed. Um, I just, I don't see how this hasn't been done. It's such an incredible premise. And if, and if what Kale said doesn't spell it out for you clearly enough, the reason why this is so insane 
is because the Flash is the only person, or the Flash is, are the only ones that can fight this war at all. Because they're the only ones that can move at that speed. Every other planet that this that this um, empire has devoured has no one with the speed force. So they lose them in seconds. The Flash can fight them. So this is going to be so cool. Jeremy Adams, you have the ultimate premise. You don't need anything else. All you have to do is tell a great story with it. The premise uh, will not be the problem with this one. Blow Dameron says that we should have Jeremy Adams on. You tell him. It's a great idea. Oh, that's a yeah. Would love yeah. to. Uh, so, yeah. Sean, you and I yeah. picked Lazarus. Oh, no, it was me and Kale, actually, that picked uh, Lazarus <laughs> Planet Alpha. DC Universe, Lazarus Planet Alpha, number one. With the one two shot. alphas. Uh, this is uh, it's got Mark Wade. Oh, what else? Yeah, I'm I'm here for Mark Wade's uh, DC Renaissance. And I, I, I like yeah, I like the weird cast of characters this book has. It's got Batman and Robin, which fine. Mark Wade's kind of been you know dealing with that. Then it's got Poison Ivy, who's been doing has a really good solo book currently. Cyborg, who's been kind of like on the the sidelines, and Power Girl and Monkey King, Prince. Which, Interesting. Prince. Yeah. Monkey Prince. Monkey Prince, uh, yes, yes, yes. But I bet Monkey Prince comes out of this on top. I no. bet this this event makes him a breakout star. I hope so. It's a cool yeah. thing. They're bet, clearly yeah. trying to. Mark Wade is very good at that. Isn't mm. it like the idea of the Monkey Prince, isn't that like a public domain kind of like mythological thing? Like Chinese folklore, oh. I believe. I'm not sure. Hmm. All right. Um, uh, also, next week, I am really excited for Ghost Rider. This is Ghost Rider 10. I don't know if it's the finale. Um, uh, we didn't talk about I mean, we talked about our, our top books. But if I was doing my top books of Marvel last year, Ghost Rider would have made the list. Um, it is a phenomenal book. Um, and uh, through some kind of weird demon shit, uh, the Ghost Rider essence has been kind of let go of Ghost Rider. And it's formed this... Uh, entity that is like a motorcycle flesh monster demon um and black cards in it and there was one issue where there was a wacky races type motorcycle rally with like man thing and dr doom and bullseye and it's a really fun book um i recommend it to everyone it's by ben percy with uh cory smith on on art art's fantastic too um, ben percy all right I, it's this a high recommend fantastic book well, I'm gonna see if this is on now. Uh, uh, Mark, you picked Limited. Spy Superb, which did I think that might have come out this week actually. But fine. yeah, I I was I was seeing um, both Same. Matt, uh, both Matt and uh, his wife who worked on this, uh, Charlene Kin, promoting it. But everywhere that I've seen it comes out next week, so I'm confused. Same. Um, yeah. Any rate. It's Matt Kent. I'm a huge Matt Kent. Mark. He is writing and doing the art. And whenever he does the art, he works a lot in like oils and these just different styles. So I'm excited to see that. And Charlene's doing the coloring where usually he works with um, uh, Tyler Jenkins to put this stuff together. But this is his solo, some of his solo stuff. And it's actually coming out under his imprint within Dark Horse Flux House, which has been putting out all of the mind management books, like reprints oh. of uh, some of his earlier series with Farrell Darylimple. And so this is one of the first, I think, new books that's going to be coming out, and I'm excited to pick it up. I'm 
a mark for him. So any book that comes out with this, I'm going to grab it. I guess that explains why the release date is in flux, I guess. Um, ah. Sean and Marco, you pull, you're you pulling a Gnort book with the human target number 10. Is that who that is? It's Gnort, yeah. I don't fucking know. I think I read comics. Gnort? I know who human target is because uh, this book's been a banger and Tom King is leaving his mark on it. Uh, so... I'm extremely excited to see how this all resolves. This is we're coming up to the the last few issues, and uh, I really want to know. I'm I'm ready. I'm just ready to to know where he's been driving all of this, where the mystery starts to come together. Because as we approach uh, murder, who done who done it? You know, the pieces start to just slide in, and I think Tom King's really uh, good at being able to drive a story to its conclusion and tie all the pieces together especially after something like rorschach uh and greg smallwood sit fucking amazing did he win the he won our pallies right oh yeah i think so yeah a lot of them yeah so uh you know it's it's a solid book a solid creative team and uh, i think he's putting his his name on the human target book of the year yep this might be my favorite cover too I love I love a good mid-century modern starburst, you know, so I love it. But yeah, those are our polls. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you uh, making your your one of your earliest stops of the year uh, in terms of podcasts with us for Palace Bulls. Um, we will be back, of course, not just next week when we do this very show live on Twitch and YouTube at 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. But we will be back on Saturday for the main show at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Same bat time, same bat channel. Come hang out with us. Uh, do I know what we're going to talk about? No, because it's the start of the year. Nothing happened yet. Duh. But what I do promise is that we will have a good time because that's what we always do. So come hang out with us for that. Uh, check us out on Patreon. Got a lot of fun stuff going on over there and even more to come. So stay tuned over there. Lots of Lots of good stuff we're going to be rolling out. Uh, throughout the year uh our book club house and powers of x is out now so if you've been waiting on that uh give that a list that is of course the would you guys say that's the the crowning jewel of the hickman era of x-men, of X-Men? or just yeah in general yeah, yeah. as of right now yeah okay yeah i agree uh so give that a listen And for everything else, at the Comics Pals, you know how to find us. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys. See you next week. Chunks at it.